The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Madrasa on A. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is your program, Madrasa on A, Developing Islam in Me. I'm, of course, your host, Yasmina Peterson. Our program this afternoon is going to be branching in to the etiquette and benefits of Ramadan, but also, of course, first recapping as to where we stopped yesterday, inshallah, and that is going to be with none other than Sheikh Anwar Adamson. You do know that the lines are always open for you to send through your SMSs as well as your WhatsApps to our WhatsApp number as well as our SMS number being 47913 and the WhatsApp 072- Two three eight zero seven one two. In terms of asking questions as to what Sheikh is going to be speaking about, but I did say that my special guest in studio this often will be none other than Sheikh Anwar Adamson. And at this moment, Sheikh, assalamualaikum to you. Waalaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Sheikh, how are you doing this afternoon? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, Sheikh. Shukran so much once again <coughs> for presenting this informative program with us. However, we are going to be doing a recap as to where we stopped yesterday, inshallah, as well well as branching into a new topic and that is in terms of the etiquette and benefits of fasting so yesterday she was speaking about the Quran as well as speaking about the Salah that we make and how we need to change during the month of Ramadan one of the pointers in which she mentioned yesterday was a taqwa and our spiritual state in which we need to be in and the sincerity thereof so just maybe a refresher for those in terms of that didn't get the show and also do know that if you did not get the full program it is on iono to download inshallah you can have your own podcast if you're not sure how that works call one of us at the reception desk on 021-442-3500 and zarina talib the producer of the program she will be giving you she'll be giving you everything that you need to know inshallah in terms of how you can get to download that podcast, inshallah. But for now, enough of my blabbering. And on to my special guest in studio, Sheikh Anwar Adamson, to recap Sheikh Tafadl. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa man wala. Allahumma zidna ilma wa rzuqna fahma rabba alamin. Rabbi shrah li sadri wa yassir li amri wa ahlul uqadatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to the listeners of Voice for the Cape. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the month of Ramadan is drawing closer. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us to see the month of Ramadan. As we have mentioned, no one can guarantee that we will see the month of Ramadan. Alhamdulillah, as Sister Yasmina has mentioned, we will recap inshallah where we started approximately a week or two ago, a few days ago. We spoke about the Qur'an in the month of Ramadan, is the month of the Qur'an, that we should try and reconnect to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We've briefly mentioned a person who can recite Qur'an, that they can even look at the letters of the Qur'an, just identify the letters, and in that in itself is barakah. Yasmina asked me a question, if I could remember correctly, that a person who can't recite Qur'an can't even identify the letters. What if this person picks up the English Qur'an, and we've mentioned that even in that they are rewards for that. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Man Whosoever does one good deed for that person, he will be rewarded tenfold. And during the month of Ramadan, the hadith says, That even up to 700 times, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala might and will reward us for one good deed. And this is, subhanallah, 
you know, the month of bonuses. It's really the month of bonuses. If we're looking at the 13th check, we should find it in the month of Ramadan, where we can have big, big rewards by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then we spoke about that the month of Ramadan is the month of change, the month of reformation. We said it's a month of uh, a miraculous nature that we find in the month of Ramadan, we automatically build up the taqwa without us even making any effort. Just when the month of Ramadan comes, automatically, automatically our mindset changes, our spirituality increases, our consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala becomes more, we make our salah five times a day, subhanallah, we rush home, we have family time and on family time there's one thing I would love to request the husbands inshallah ta'ala, the heads of the houses is inshallah and I hope I do not get flack for this is that we give our wives also an opportunity to enjoy the month of Ramadan. Let us give our wives off in the month of Ramadan. Let's ask them not to cook during the month of Ramadan, perhaps so that she can also, inshallah, enjoy the month of Ramadan. You know, we come home during Ramadan and we tell our wives, listen, my lovey, my pokey, whatever we're going to call her, you know, listen for a sticky stick for now. We WhatsApp her, listen for a stick in, hey, what? Alhamdulillah, absolutely nothing wrong. And a said, man, but the question is, did the wife not fast? She also fasted. So that's in the month of Ramadan, because sometimes we expect our wives to stand from Asr or even before Zuhr, after Zuhr. You know, so these meals take time you know, to prepare. So now we sometimes deprive them. And they love doing it for us during the year. I think we should give them off. It's just a suggestion from my side. No hadith, no Quran, ayah on this. Just a suggestion. Let us give our wives off. So that she can also sit with the Quran, enjoy the month of Ramadan, make adhkar, make her dhikr, make her nafal salat, whatever she wants to do. Tell her, inshallah, we have lights. We just have... We just make lights, inshallah, I have peanut butter and bread, my favorite, alhamdulillah, or eggs, or anything easy. You know, well, the month of Ramadan is obviously there for everyone to enjoy. So instead of the wife slaving away in the kitchen, as they love doing it, pies and samosas and whatever we love in the month of Ramadan, maybe we tell her to perhaps minimize her time in the kitchen and spend a little bit more time with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala too. And that is only a suggestion from my side. From the goodness of the husband's heart, they will do this for their wives, bismillah ta'ala. So the month of Ramadan is there for everybody to enjoy. And maybe at the booker table we can have a great discussion. You know, we are so busy doing the other months that we don't have time to speak to one another. We can actually put our phones away, sit at the booker table. What did you read today? What good hadith did you come across? You know, share, what do you hear on the radio? What did the sheikh say or the imam say? Or what did, you know, have good, wholesome discussions, alhamdulillah. We can ask our kids how they fast was. And the month of Ramadan is there. It's, it's amazing. It's really amazing. The month of the Quran, the month of reformation, the month of family, the month of social, you know, being social, the month of sharing, caring. Allah, it's, it is an amazing, amazing month. I'm sure... <laughs> We're listening to this. It's not my words, the words of Rasulullah And we have to get excited. There is no way that a Muslim sits there and he does not start to get excited. Whether it is the fact that we are generous, whether that we have the, just that the, the, the spirituality of Ramadan, just the, if I may say the vibe of the month of Ramadan, the atmosphere of Ramadan, that going to Taraweeh, making rak'ats, extra rak'ats for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that in itself just brings joy to the heart of a believer. And as we say, we ask Allah, وَبَلِّغْنَا Ramadan to grant us to see the month of Ramadan.
Shukran so much for that, Sheikh, on that recap. And that be the voice of Sheikh Anwar Adamson speaking to us more on the month of Ramadan as well as looking at uh, some of the tawbah that we can make and also the recitation of the month of Ramadan as well as being the month of the Quran. We are getting bombarded with questions, yeah, and it is uh, Madrasa on Eid, the Sha'ban edition with Ramadan being so close and everything. So I am even getting a bit tongue-twisted here. But however, we are going to be going into some of the questions that it needs to be clarification on as well as to eliminate some of the confusion. Now, Sheikh, there is a few questions that came through and it says here, Assalam, the two Sunnah Salah Sheikh is talking about of Fajr, which Sheikh mentioned yesterday. Is it the two Sunnah Salah before the Far Salah of Fajr Salah? Or is it the two Sunnah Salah before the Sunnah Salah of our Fajr Salah? Please explain, we are confused. <laughs> Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa ashabi man wa ala alhamdulillah. Yes, uh, let us re-explain that. And when I got home, I was also asked the same question. It was but confusingly. Inshallah, we hope today we clarify. It is the two sunnah salah of Fajr salah. Before your two fard salah, your fard salah of Fajr, the two that you make before that, it is that two rakaats. And the Prophet ﷺ has mentioned that whoever performs these two rakaats of Fajr salah, before Fajr salah, mean me re-explain. Fajr salah is two. Two rakats for Fajr Salah. The two rakats before that, not Tahajjud, not any Salah before that. The two rakats, Nafil, Sunnah Salah of Fajr, that two rakats, the Prophet has mentioned. And whoever prays that two rakats, it is better than in the entire world and whatever it contains. Alhamdulillah, I'm glad that the listeners are listening and they are sending their questions. If something is unclear, that is a good sign. As we are human, we make mistakes. Perhaps we don't explain something, we understand it in our minds. But when we say it, we might be confusing people. So to reiterate, it is the Sunnah Salah of Fajr Salah. Before the Fard Salah, that two rakats, before Fajr, Sunnah Salah, that is the two rakats that the Prophet ﷺ was referring to. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh, and shukran so much to you who are listening. I hope that that clarifies uh, some of the confusion that you had yesterday in terms of having it be today. However, Sheikh, just in terms of mentioning the recitation of the Quran, allowing the, the husbands to give time to the wives in terms of spending some time with the Book of Allah, spending some time with Quran. However, if one is not, um, I'd say, at capability to do so in terms of a household is the wife then also is it also preferable to listen to the Quran on her headset so on radio while she is preparing her meals and will she get the same reward Bismillah alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahabi man wala for every good deed that we do listening to, to the Quran in itself is also rewards for that what the rewards now is to that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best but indeed there will be rewards for the person who makes effort to listen to the Quran whether it is on his or her iPod or praying the Quran loud in the house, on the radio, on the CD player, on the USB, on the LP. People still have LPs and this Quran on the LP. Then they can also listen to that. It will be best because the Quran, subhanAllah, brings about that contentment. It brings about that, uh, you know, that soundness of heart. It, it, it softens the heart. It opens the heart to the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so there's many benefits to listening to, to the Quran, reciting the Quran looking at the book Quran the Quran is a book alive the book, this book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is alive and we should try and make the Quran alive in our homes with Allah ta'ala Shukran so much for that Sheikh and now also we are going to be branching in 
to a new topic inshallah and that is the etiquette and benefit of fasting during the month of ramadan however do know that you can send through your questions through to our whatsapp number as well as the sms number if there is anything in which you want to ask sheikh that she has been mentioning inshallah however sheikh i'm now going to be heading over to continue as to where we are going to be going with the topic being the etiquette and the benefits of fasting sheikh bismillah alhamdulillah wassalatu والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه ونوالا الحمد لله we, uh, we try to go into the etiquettes of the month of Ramadan how to maximize the month of Ramadan how to derive full benefit and they are very simple acts of the Prophet of the Sunnah of the Prophet the Prophet has told us to do certain things and let us try and implement this for indeed in following the way of the Prophet, the Sunnah of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, there is barakah in that, there is reward in that, and this will ultimately lead us to the path to Jannah. Ameen. Rasulullah sallallahu says, Man sama Ramadana imanan wa ihtisaban ghufira lahu ma taqadma min dhambi. And this hadith is a reminder for one and all that to ever fast during the month of Ramadan imanan with iman in his heart wa ihtisaban hoping for a reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala anticipating a reward. You know, praying that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does reward him for his or her fast. And here's a side note, if I may add, that a Muslim does, in whatever a Muslim does for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he does hope for a reward thereof. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is of forgiving and loves to reward. If he does this, fast in the month of Ramadan, just come to the party and fast. Imanan, we have Iman. وَاحْتِسَابًا Hoping for the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala غُفِرَ لَهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِنْ ذَنْبِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive all his sins just for fasting during the month of Ramadan but there are certain etiquette that goes accompanied with fasting during the month of Ramadan Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. In terms of uh, the etiquette and fasting during the month of Ramadan, you can send through your questions now already if you have anything in which you want that must be asked during the month of Ramadan. However, Sheikh, before we head into that, there is just one question I came through in terms of Fajr Salah. And it says here, if I oversleep for Fajr and the sun has risen, can I make my Sunnah Raka'at before the farls of Fajr? Shukran for the informative program. Yes, as we are human, we sometimes we tend to oversleep for Salatul Fajr. Yes, you make the two rakats and then you make your Salatul Fajr even after the sun has risen. And many people did not know this. Sometimes we oversleep for Fajr and we are human beings. We always make mistakes. The Prophet ﷺ says whoever oversleeps for any Salah or forgets it for whatever reason he has forgotten to make Salah, the atonement for that is to make up that Salah. That is it. So sometimes when we've missed Salatul Fajr, as we know, when the sun rises, the time of Fajr has now expired. And then we think automatically the time has already expired. I do not need to make Fajr. Or what is the use of making Fajr? No. Whenever we wake up, even out of its time, we have to make Salatul Fajr. Bi-ithnillahi ta'ala. Sheikh, shukran so much for that. And then yes, another question I came through. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. What's the difference between a minor and major sin? Shukran. The difference between a major and a minor sin. For all our sins, we should try and uh, 
Mektoba thereof. The difference between a major and a minor sin is that when a person commits a major sin, there is punishment for that. A minor sin, on the other hand, the punishment might not be as severe as committing a major sin. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has outlined what the major sins are, and then he mentions the lamam, the mistakes that we make, the little errors that we make, but that is not as punishable as the major sins that we need to make tawbah for. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. The last question before we head into our very per- and into our topic for the program. It says, Assalamu alaikum. Will you be excused in the month of Ramadan if you need to leave for work before Fajr, not intentionally because you need to catch a bus or in order not to be late for work? I didn't understand what the excuse from fasting, excuse from having suhoor or what. I, we assume it's Fajr. It's yes. Fajr, yes. Fajr Salah. Bef- yes. If a person needs to leave the house before Fajr, Salah, as Fajr Salah does become later and later and later, and people obviously half past six, Fajr starts become half past six, whatever the time is, and a person needs to leave his home at six o'clock. The person, inshallah ta'ala, whenever and wherever he finds a place to make Salatul Fajr, he should do, he or she should do so. We cannot always have an excuse that I cannot make Fajr in the Masjid. Alhamdulillah, we are living in a country that we can practice our deen freely. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep it that way and increase it for us. We can make salah on the street. When we get off from the bus stop, we might find a little corner, a little quiet corner. Two raka'ats. Two simple raka'ats of Fajr Salah. We, I am sure that many of us, inshallah ta'ala, we have the ability to make this two raka'ats. We do not need to read long, long surahs, but we have to make the two raka'ats of Fajr Salah, the Fard Salah. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. And then also in terms of uh, suhoor, it says here a question that came through. It says, uh, Sheikh, what is uh, the ruling on suhoor to have suhoor as uh, I cannot eat so early in the morning? And I feel that I can go better without eating and I fast better without eating. So inshallah, any advice, Sheikh? Yes, alhamdulillah, we were going to discuss the suhoor. And now the question has, been, has caused us to bring forward the topic that we need to discuss. But the Prophet ﷺ says in a hadith That have the suhoor, have the spree-dawn meal That in the spree-dawn meal, the suhoor, the sour We must call it sour in Cape Town In that sour In the sour in the suhoor, there is barakah. And we're always looking for barakah in our lives. We're always saying that there is barakah. And yeah, the Prophet ﷺ has given us simple advice that if you are looking for barakah, barakah is in having suhoor early in the morning. But yeah, we need to explain to the person. She or he says, or she for that matter, says that she cannot or he cannot eat as she feels or he feels that they can fast better. Suhoor does not mean that you have to eat yourself trumaldik and you need to eat a full meal, a three-course meal. Even if the person has a sip of water, one date, that is following the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. Just that suhoor, have something to eat, sip of water, a drop of water, if, if, if the person can't even have a, a, a full sip of water, but then a drop of water, a small piece of date, a, a, if I can say, a, a race coral tea, just to get that barakah for the day. Because the, the aim of the suhoor, and a country 
to popular belief, it is not for us only to eat so that we don't get hungry during the day. It is not for us to fill up so we don't feel the hunger. We are going to feel the hunger during the day as our bodies has been designed in this manner. We are going to hung- going to feel the hunger. We are going to get hungry. When it comes lunch time, just before buka time, we are going to get hungry. So the suhoor is not there to fill up so that I don't become hungry. Or I need to eat bananas, I need to eat this, that, that will not cause me to become hungry. No, the suhoor is there so that we can have barakah. In that suhoor, the Prophet says that in that there is barakah. And look at the simple, dear listeners, the simple way of getting barakah. We look for barakah in various things. Sometimes we look for barakah in things that there is no barakah in. And we ask ourselves, why do we not have barakah in our lives? So we look around, we try to find barakah in somebody, some object, some whatever we are wanting to find barakah in, someone's clothing, someone's hair, someone's spit, saliva, whatever the case might be. But where is barakah? The Prophet ﷺ has said, have suhoor, fa'inna, indeed, with a surety, without a shadow of doubt, in that little bit of food that you have, the pre-dawn meal that you eat before fasting, starting your fasting, in that there is barakah. Let us not deprive ourselves from having these blessings, this barakah in our lives by having our suhoor. So my advice is, even if it is a sip of water, one date, but do not miss out on that barakah which is in our suhoor. And yeah, I am going to be giving Sheikh a proper time to introduce our new topic in which we said, which was etiquette and benefits of the month of Ramadan. Seeing that all of the questions came through, so Sheikh Tafatul. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasulillah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa man wala. Yes, alhamdulillah, before the break, we discussed how to maximize our Ramadan, our fasting, how to increase our rewards. And amongst the Sunnah acts, the prescribe or rather the recommended acts during Ramadan which is not wajib it's not wajib for us to do the following but this will obviously maximize and our, our rewards with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in it is all and it is also the words of our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam giving us advices and there is nothing better than to follow the advice of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with regards to increasing our deeds, increasing our rewards during the month of Ramadan. And the first thing that Prophet has mentioned, تَسَحَّرُوا فَإِنَّ فِي السَّحُورِ baraka That have suhoor, for indeed in the suhoor there is baraka. And before the break we've spoken about what baraka is. You know that baraka from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that sometimes we look for barakah in our rizq, we look for barakah in our lives. A simple way to get barakah, to attain barakah, confirmed barakah, sure barakah, is having the suhoor play, prayer, a uh, suhoor uh, meal, maf, the suhoor meal, which is even a glass of water. If a person says he cannot eat during that time, have a sip of water, has a date, a half a date, a bite of a date, whatever it may be, but do not deprive ourselves from having this meal, this suhoor. And as we've mentioned, it does not have to be a five-course meal. The intent, the goal behind this is to have barakah in our lives and in our day. And it's not only for us to fill up so that we do not feel the hunger during Ramadan. Indeed, we will feel the hunger. In another hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says, the difference between us and our fasting and the fasting of the people of the book is that we have suhoor 
when before we fast. Now we know many generations before us, certain religions, different uh, religions and cultures, whatever it may be, they also have their fasting. The Jews, they fast. The people of the book, they have their fasting. But the difference, Rasulullah says, between us and them is that we have suhoor. We have sawa. For those who don't know what suhoor is, it is sawa to eat before the start of the fast, which starts at dawn. In another hadith, Rasulullah tells us, and now we move on to the next etiquette of fasting. Number one, try to have our suhoor in the mornings. Even if we cannot eat, let us have that suhoor for the reason of? Barakah. This barakah. Right? And then now we come into the buka. There was now they call the fitr. We must say buka. We speak the language of the people. We know it as buka. You know, the, the best adhan that we love to hear is adhan of Maghrib. It's the best adhan. You know, just on a lighter note, one Buddha said, you know, after Asr, he said, he tells, he tells the one Buddha, he says, I said, no via, this is after Asr Salah. He says, I said, no via di pilal khatwata khatik me puasa brik vali kanim yani. And the Buddha says, astaghfirullah. He says, Buddha is Maghrib Salah. He says, astaghfirullah. He's fast. That Salah, the, the Maghrib Salah, Rasulullah has also given us guidance. And look at this. Look how complete Islam is. It has given us guidance of how to fast, what to do. So Rasulullah says, La yazalun nas bi khayrin ma the people will continue to adhere to good they will remain on steadfastness they will remain on goodness as long as they hasten to break their fast Allahu Akbar hastening to break our fast and yeah we do not mean that the people they should grab and they should maul to eat no it means when the time of fasting has ended which is at sunset right then we should hasten to break our fast. There is no taqwa, there is no righteousness, there is no spirituality in a person saying that I am going to try and fast 10 more minutes for the sake of Allah. You know, I did not fast enough for this day. I'm going to fast 5 minutes, 10 minutes. I'm going to fast al Isha. This is going against the orders of Rasulullah. Rasulullah has said, as long as we hasten to break that fast. And why? To hasten to show our need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that to show our humility towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Ya Allah I am in need of this food no arrogance so when the adhan goes or the dawn comes oh sorry the sunset the sun has set a time of, of iftar buka time as we know it comes we try and break our fast as swiftly as possible obviously saying the dua bismillah and whatever the dua that we're going to say before breaking our fast so we are encouraged to hasten with regards to breaking our fast this is the words of the prophet the prophet said in regards to those who hasten to break their fast Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala narrates and says that the most beloved servants to me are those servants are those servants that hasten when they break their fast so as we've mentioned when we hasten to break our fast it is our humility and we show our gratitude and our need of that food that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has provided us with. Shukran so much for that. I'm going to be handing over to Sheikh Anwar Adamson in terms of recapping as well as ending off the last program. Yeah. 
for the week as well as uh, for the month of Ramadan that uh, Sheikh Anwar Adamson won't be joining us, Sheikh Tafatta. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala Rasulillah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa man wala. Before the break, we spoke about having suhoor. We spoke about that in the suhoor, the sour food that we have with it is a glass of water, a sip of water, a bite of a date. As long as we have this, the suhoor, before starting our fast, there's barakah in that. And then we've mentioned also that we are encouraged to hasten to break our fast as we are showing our gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the food that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has provided for us and that we are the servants of Allah and we are in need of that food. And this is a sign of humility that we hasten. Imagine a person has been hungry for days and you give him a basic slice of bread. Imagine how that person is going to grab that bread. And this is the example and the parable I would love to make in order for us to know our place with Allah. So when we are sitting at that bukkah table waiting for the adhan or for the sunset to, to arrive, the moment fasting is done, we hasten to do so. To show that we are in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, showing our humility to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And look at the you know, beautiful advices, wisdoms of Rasulullah some simple basic things that we have and we follow the sunnah in Ramadan, but we do not even realize that there are so much barakah in following the words and the teachings of Rasulullah And then the Prophet has mentioned that the Prophet used to break his fast and this is the etiquette of breaking fast how to break our fast when we first we have suhoor then we hasten to break it and what do we take out of all the lovely things the faluda the pies the samosas the half moons and the new things that we'll be finding in 20 you know 2017 new things that has come out the prophet ﷺ says he used to break his fast with a rutab. A rutab is a fresh date, the wet dates. And very seldomly you find these dates here in South Africa. If a person does not find the wet date, the fresh date, then he or she can break her fast with the dry date. And that is the date that we normally have here in, in South Africa. That's a dry date. If a person still does not have a date to start to break his fast with, the person should drink a glass of water. So this is the system in how we should break our fast. Firstly, we find wet dates, fresh dates. If we don't find that, we go to our dry dates, you know, our safawi and whatever dates we have in sukkari, these dates. And if we do not find dates, we should break our fast with water with water and then we can delve and enjoy the other luxuries allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with and we don't even realize in doing so we are following the sunnah of nabi muhammad sallallahu many times when people speak about the sunnah we think of the difficult things of the sunnah but wallah is a beautiful religion the sunnah is a simple thing that we've been doing for years we've been following the sunnah but we just did not realize the rewards thereof and we perhaps did not know that in these things they are Barakah in that. Also, dua in the iftar. That we make dua at the time of iftar, at the time of bukkah. When a person fasts, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts that person's dua readily. So, we should always try and make dua. Instead of sitting around the table and discussing now who sent that food, who sent that pies, what did Andy Gigi send today, and what did Andy Chava send yesterday, and who made. No, instead of having this conversation at the table that we normally have, you know, and, and the, the wife says, Look, I've made this, that, and it took me so long. That time is an auspicious time to make dua. 
ask Allah again, sit there, raise up our hands, you know, humbly sit in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya Allah, I'm tired. Ya Allah, my lips are cracked. Ya Allah, I'm thirsty. Ya Allah, I even was edgy during this day. That is the best time to say, Ya Allah, through the barakah of this fasting, through the action, through this good deed that I've done, staying away from food and drink. For your sake, Ya Allah, grant me this, that, and the other, whatever we want from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this dua does not have to be in Arabic. We can make a dua from the bottom of our heart in any language that we are comfortable with. Even if it is Kumbay's English, Kumbay's Afrikaans, speak to Allah, lift up our hands, and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide our children, to bless us for the month of Ramadan, to keep us steadfast in the way we were during the month of Ramadan. People always ask, we lose momentum during Ramadan. Why is that? Maybe because we do not build a connection with Allah. We stay away from food and drink, but at these auspicious times, we do not utilize these times to ask of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for our needs. Subhanallah. And this is what the month of Ramadan is there. To educate us how to ask Allah. How to show that humility to the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So let us always try to be engaged in some form of worship. And the best form of worship is my dua. Ad-dua huwa al-ibadah. Dua in itself, that is an act of worship. Just that connection from the heart, what we feel. I need, Ya Allah, I need a job. Ya Allah, protect my children. What if, Wallahi, brothers and sisters, beloved brothers and sisters, I cannot stress this enough, that Ramadan is there to educate us so many things. And one of that, you know, things that we learn during Ramadan is to actually speak to Allah. Forget everything, forget the Arabic language, forget the fancy du'as, just connect with our Creator and ask maaf, ask Allah for forgiveness, ask Allah for steadfastness, ask Allah for things in the dunya. As we know, Rabbana aizna fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana. Ya Allah grant us good in this world and in the year after. I would love to end off with the following hadith where Rasulullah says, مَن لَمْ يَدَعْ قَوْلَ الزُّورِ وَالْجَهْلَ وَالْعَمَلَ بِهِ فَلَيْسَ Whosoever does not leave false speech, he start, doesn't stop gossiping, he doesn't stop backbiting, he acts ignorantly and practice, you know, behaves in a way that is not uh, uh, befitting for a Muslim. He does certain things Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is displeased with. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not in need of the person's fast. So remember this. We will think twice during Ramadan to speak bad, to destroy our fasting, to many to diminish our fasting. Let us try implement that throughout our lives. And I leave us inshallah ta'ala with one last thing. Is how can we keep momentum? Is by continuously asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for steadfastness. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. And on this note, I bid you Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and also Ramadan Kareem. Jazakumullah khairan for myself and, and for all the listeners. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a good Ramadan. Amen. A Ramadan that we will have taqwa at the end of it and we have this taqwa until the day we leave this world. Bithnillah ta'ala. Amen. Madrasa on A. Oh, 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 oh.